Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. And I guess that's why they call it the news. <laughs> Stuff's happening in wrestling. We're going to tell it to you. Hello! Welcome <laughs> to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is the sexy action news team, Jay and Troy. How are you, Troy? Sexy, full of action, ready for news. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Shall we, uh, <laughs> should we just go straight into it? Because there's a lot to digest this week. Let's get in. Let's go double-footed. Double quoted like a Nigel the Young title. The That's Euros. it. We've got the um, Euros coming up this weekend. It starts we've got today. Italy versus, Italy versus Turkey tonight, which will be a, a, it's probably a hard hitting match. It's going to be a spicy affair, to say we're the least. We're going to kick the shit out of each other. So, <laughs> yeah, we're going to kick the shit out of this news. Boom. Um, so, WWE have confirmed finally. We've already known this. We've, we've been covering this we've been for, for bloody weeks. We've been covering this for weeks. Uh, they've confirmed that SummerSlam will indeed take place at the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Hurrah! Um, yeah, it's kind of like one of the worst kept secrets. I, I saw something, um, WWE basically did that thing where they said they were considering six cities as a way to kind of subvert people's mm. um, expectation on whether on the, like getting broken so people were excited when it did get broken. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... It's a massive stadium. Uh, uh, they haven't said anything about the capacity yet either, have they? Which makes me think they're going to try and do like full, full capacity. Well, yeah. I mean, they'll have just watched Double or Nothing and gone, if they can do it, we can do it. The difference is Daly's Place holds 6,000 people and the Allegiant Stadium holds what? I think it's like 80,000. Let's have a look. Could, could even be more. Oh. It's, it's fucking huge. 65,000 expandable oh, expandable to 72,000 so that'll be, that'll be it because they can use the pitch and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. if they are going to go capacity that's close to 70,000 that's that's ridiculous they've, I mean they've been doing the NFL games at capacity but to be fair mm. but I, again it's one of those things it all depends because obviously we don't know the full extent of like their rollout with the vaccine like yeah that's true for us it's it's a bit more staggered than like there where you can just because you're paying for it you can just like just get it rock up and get it yeah 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 you get you get your first one you get your second one booked in while you're there for two weeks later and then you're done mm-hmm. jobs are good and so yeah i mean i'll certainly be intrigued to see what what it is what i they, they seem to be because even with like the um the return to uh like touring they've not even really said the full capacity for that have they you've been kind no. of the release of tickets hmm. we'll see i mean i imagine the venues that they're doing are, are going to be slightly scaled down they're not going to be the 15 16 20 000 capacity that they usually do raw and smackdown at probably a bit smaller so we'll see um 
it's it's going to be well. We said the same as Mania. Like it's nice to have fans back. It made the world of difference at Mania. And if they're going anywhere I mean, near capacity for SummerSlam, it's going to sound electric. Yeah, you've just got to look at Double or Nothing when they were for, like at yeah. capacity. Yeah, and it felt like it, it felt like WrestleMania because yeah. of like, yeah, yeah, how hot the crowd was. Yeah. Like yeah. even matches that you would have probably thought a year ago. Oh, this is this is an all right. Should be right. Yeah. Card. I'm mm. not. I'm not overly excited for it, but it's all right. People are like on the edge of the seat, standing up and me. Yeah, and every me. match is so, like a headliner. Like yeah. to, to the crowd, every match felt and sounded like so, it could be or should be the headliner. Yeah, that I, I feel like WWE are kind of wanting to. They, they've been holding off because they want to try and get as many people in for the next time because Mania felt big when they were at like twenty percent. 25% so when they finally get like that big full attendance they want mm-hmm. everyone to be like giddy with excitement for yeah. what it is yeah definitely um, sticking with SummerSlam uh, WrestleVotes tweeted uh, on, about SummerSlam after speaking to a few sources on the topic they've learned that WWE is 100% attempting to make SummerSlam this year's Wrestlemania all resources will be tapped into um, and that was how it was explained to them. They also believe that they want Reigns versus Cena to headline, although they're not sure if they've decided. I mean, it feels like, like I say a dead cert. There's been mumblings at Cena's coming back for weeks and weeks and weeks. And yeah. if you're going to have him come back, you have it at SummerSlam where it's your first pay-per-view back at pretty much full capacity. Yeah, what one thing that's definitely sort of one thing that they've not really done that they usually do when they're about to bring someone back and they, they've done this with Lesnar obviously is like they've mentioned him yeah. seen as someone they've absolutely refrained from mentioning which makes me think maybe they're still trying to iron it out but I mean fucking hell Cena vs Roman money isn't it yeah and what the, the cool thing is there's there's so much story they already like there was obviously that that whole promo thing against him a couple of years ago where Cena's mm. just mocking the hell out of him but to look where he's kind of come on now and for like Reigns to be able to stand there and hold his own yeah. and just oh oh it's going to be good if if that yeah. happens so good yeah I, I'd be interested to see if they did anything about like obviously Cena's last time we saw him was in the Firefly Firefly Funhouse Hmm. Interesting if he comes back with a cup, a little bit of like a shade of grey, almost like a just bit. Come back full heel. Do come it. Back full heel. Just come back full heel. Well, some something that I didn't actually put in the news this week was uh, there was uh, I can't remember it was now someone who had um, worked closely with Cena in the past, like a former writer, hmm. um, was talking about how when Cena almost went almost turned heel. Like, yeah, they, they had they ring lit- gear and everything ready for him, didn't they? Yeah, he, he had new gear. They, well, so Vince wanted them to be like Bret Hart when he was a heel in like 97 when he was a face in certain places but he was a heel in others okay. so like when, when Bret was in Canada he was like the biggest baby face yeah, yeah, yeah. on the planet <laughs> anywhere outside of Canada <laughs> when he was in America he was like he was like the most hazed man in wrestling mm. um, Vince wanted to do that with Cena but obviously that's hard because you've got to get a read on what the town are going to do yeah yeah and obviously you can obviously you can do that like when you when you're entering based on his pop. Mm, but mm. even then it's like, okay, that'd be weird. 
and Cena was like, no, I want to go full heel. He had new new gear made up. He had everything. Apparently, he's shown up on an episode of Total Bells wearing the gear. Oh, like I a, heard about it. Like this. a singlet that said "Fear My Name." Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've seen that. But yeah, it, I, I'd, I'd love to see Cena heel, mm. especially if they did it like Hollywood Rock. Now, yeah. that'd be great. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And especially Ooh. after his uh, his current antics, um, <laughs> which we won't get into. Um, moving on anyway, speaking of heels, uh, Matt Men's Andrew Zarian, who was getting all the fucking scoops at the moment. He's got all the scoops every week. Him and, him and WrestleVotes are like the two big ones, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, man. Um, say that. While Brock Lesnar's name was initially on the list of big names that WB want for SummerSlam 2021, he's currently not scheduled for the event. Meltzer indicates there are forces in WWE want, who want to hold off Lesnar's return for a feud with Roman. Um, I mean, it would write itself. It all writes itself. You could have all thing- three of them and there's, there's story yeah. there where it like... The, the thing is with Lesnar and Roman as well is that was a match that we've had that, that many times that I was like, mm. all right, we've done, we've done that now. Can we not? But we haven't but had it with when, this version of Roman. Exactly. That was when Roman was the he, was the face, sorry, but the yeah. fans hated him. Yeah. Whereas now he's the heel. The you fans love Brock. to hate him. <laughs> you could have Brock as the face. Could. Face and Lesnar. Ooh. Face Lesnar would be interesting itself. For the custody of Paul Heyman. If it's not yeah. that, I'm not interested. Paul, Paul Heyman, Heyman on a forklift match. match. <laughs> Gonna happen. Yeah, the day first. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd love to see Lesnar back. I was I was in the gym earlier actually, and I was speaking to a guy, and he noticed my. Sh- in fact, have you got your have you got your OC shirt on? I have. Yeah, I was wearing my sleeveless one in the gym today, and that's why a guy yeah, came man. up to me and was like, "You like wrestling?" I was like, "Yeah." yeah, yeah. Obviously, told him about the podcast. Of course, I did. Of course, I did. Um, yeah. But he was talking about loads of other bits and pieces and he was saying about Lesnar and I just said, genuine excited to have him back. And I know a lot of people just kind of like shit on Lesnar and, oh, he's this, he's that. And I was like, and we, we've said it loads of times, like when Lesnar's invested in a storyline, yeah, it's unmissable, like so, so good to watch. There's so much storyline here to go into it, not just with Heyman, yeah. but with Reigns as well. And, Ro- and Roman seems like one of the people that Brock genuinely loves working with. Yeah, because he always he always does have like hard hitting matches with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, the last time they did face was was it? No, it wasn't Mania. The WrestleMania match they had anyway. Mm. Um, that when he bust him open. Yeah, when yeah. Ro- when he, when Brock beat him, and everyone thought Brock was leaving the company. Yeah, and Roman was like pissing blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um. Yeah, that was a bit drawn out, but you know, mm. I think I think if they they play it to the strengths, they don't like Roman's really good at telling like a long drawn out story. Mm. But Brock's really and Brock's good at that too. But Brock's better at like just a ten minute match, sub ten minute match. Yeah, yeah. Where you you think, oh fucking hell, here we go again. Brock's won. <laughs> It'd be interesting to have. A few there where we get Lesnar chasing him, chasing Roman, and it not just be over in one pay-per-view, and we get him chasing him, and it escalates and escalates. We get a one-on-one, and we get a, I don't know, a no DQ. We get a last man stand or something like that, where it builds and builds and builds. And then maybe we build to an eventual match at Mania, where that's, say, a last man standing, but we only have it at select big pay-per-views. But I'd love to see, like, a sort of... 
not an all-out face Lesnar, but in a situation where it's against someone like Reigns, who is now fully healed, like an anti-hero, like an anti-hero Lesnar chasing Reigns for the title is so compelling. The thing is as well, that the really nice accolade they could give Roman there is that since Brock's come back, every time he's gone after a title, he's won it. Yeah. So bro, so Roman could be the first guy that Brock's Puts lost to. Puts a stop to. to that, yeah. yeah. Like, or sorry, Brock's lost to when he's chased for the title, I should say. Mm. Oh, yeah. So good. But exciting, like, if, if he comes back. Um, so much there, as we say. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Andrew Zarian, again, Matt Men Podcast. He, this this week's podcast he did he had so many inside scoops and like then they've been they've since been confirmed it's like fucking hell like fair play fair play so yeah uh mr zarian again revealed the next wwe draft is set to take place on august the 30th and september the 3rd too soon too soon wait, wait. <clears throat> i mean it there's there's two sides to it so the last draft I felt like not many people moved. No, it was pretty meh. There was only like about nine or ten names really that moved, if I remember rightly. And a lot of the people that did move, they moved with the people they were feuding with. Mm. Yeah, they, like Kevin Owens and Alistair Black both went over yeah, and Rollins, Rollins, Rollins and Murphy and, and, Ray, and that Murphy. Was it. And essentially, like, they were just given old feud the change of scenery yeah that's all it was and that's yeah. not that's not what it needed it needed to kind of like just completely like like what mania does where it's meant to kind of end feuds and refresh things and shake things up that's what yeah. the draft should be doing it shouldn't but, just be we'll put the same feud on a different color branded show yeah but even that's like, all it you felt like at, you look at like even like round 2018 when they did the, when they did the draft or they did the superstar shake up or whatever it was mm. and they literally like they literally put it to it to the point where they were, like most of the big feuds were split apart yeah so there was a lot of new feuds to have there and that's mm. like that was like around the time when we were getting like uh matches like samoa joe and brock lesnar oh when they absolutely should have pulled the trigger on samoa joe absolutely Fuck. even even if he lost it back to brock on the next show yeah, yeah, they sure should have given him, him. him with that belt and the yeah. build them like a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I personally feel like it's a little bit too soon. Uh, mm. I, like, I, I, for me, I think that the draft should be held off as long as possible. I saw you were um, saying on the, the 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 shoot wrestling group and saying about the draft. And then should be like every what two or three years or something like that. Like yeah. really, really drag it out so that when someone does move, it's a big, big deal. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole point of the draft was to treat Raw and SmackDown like two separate, like almost like separate companies. Yeah, yeah. When the way it feels at the moment is, it is just like two separate, just two sides of a roster. Yeah, that's it's not. It. Yeah, and they used to do it like, and it felt like a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, you know what would be cool is if A, we got NXT involved again in the draft yeah. and having them as a third brand within the draft. Because that was cool. I remember like the moment when Balor got called up and fucking losing it. It was like the number one pick for yeah. Raw. It's fucking awesome. But 
Another thing that would be cool is if they didn't necessarily include people that were already signed to the roster and they had free agents. So like people that they'd signed but kept it quiet and then they just pull out these kind of like trump cards in the middle of a draft or something and actually make it exciting and not, for the most part, predictable, which is what a lot of the drafts seem to feel like nowadays. Like yeah. you can always guarantee That's- like the big like the big guy on that brand is going to move over and they'll take the belt with them. That's what's so good about MLW's draft at the moment, though. Like they were just dro- they're just yeah. dropping like random big names out, like everyone and anyone. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, like whoa, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, something like that like, would be I'm, cool. I'm genuinely gonna probably watch um, MLW's fair show back, mate. Their roster's looking awesome. Like some of the, and, the people that have been involved in that draft. I mean, you're watching it for well, different uh, reasons. Well, no, I'm. I'm. Go- we're gonna get into that later. So I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna literally not say what it is until we get to it. Okay. There's a, there's a big reason why I want to watch it and it's not Azteca Underground. Oh. Um, exactly. Oh, so we'll, okay. get, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, <laughs> moving on, PW Insider was told that Bray Wyatt has purposely been kept off TV. Um, it's not because of any backstage heat. Uh, I've I've got an interesting note in my raw notes about this in mm. that all the Alexa stuff recently, like they did like a big video package of Alexa's transformation. And it, they deliberately left out the fiend. Really? Like the, there is no mention of the fiend by his name. There's no mention of Bray Wyatt by his name. There's no um, there's no like visual of the fiend at all. It's all Alexa. Oh, okay. So I don't know if they're they're doing it to kind of I, I don't know. I don't know if they if like this the fiend character's done. I hope it isn't because. And I'd be surprised if it was because it seems to be like a big merch seller. Mm. Uh, but equally, if he came back of a new character, it would be, be cool. And you'd be intrigued. Because the thing is, it's not like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of someone where they try and rebrand someone. You're like, it's the same person. Like Bray Wyatt like as, yeah, like Bray Wyatt as like the like the leader of the Wyatt family and that cult leader and the hat and the shirts and stuff like that feels like a very different Bray Wyatt to Firefly Funhouse Bray, who feels like a very different character to the Fiend. And he's really good at separating those, even though ultimately it's Bray Wyatt, they all feel very unique and very different. Yeah. It's like when you, when like kids TV host Bray Wyatt showing up and I was absolutely shocked. I was like, what is this? What the fuck is this? Yeah. I thought it was amazing, but I was also like baffled, confused. Like, this, this is such a like diversion from, and the thing was, it was needed at the time because mm. these are the world's character have been absolutely ruined. And yeah, yeah, typical WWE, it feels like the fiend characters on the brink of that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I, I. I hope it isn't the death of the Fiend character because I feel like he had a lot more cool stuff he could a do, obviously. A lot more yeah. Um, obviously, a friend of the podcast, Andrew Zarian, um, <laughs> our, our number one news source, said um, <laughs> on his podcast this week um, that apparently before the pandemic, the tentative plans were for the Demon versus the Fiend Ooh. At, at SummerSlam. And then obviously, pandemic hit and everything changed. Um, Damn. Yeah. So, I mean that that's something that we've all got. We, I think everybody would love to see that. Mm. Yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. a very interesting match. Bray and 
Bray and uh, Finn are both very creative guys and could do some very interesting stuff, especially if we've got like the Prince character coming back. Yeah. To feud with like this this sort of version of Bray. I'll tell you who else would have been bloody good to have a match against Bray. Another another spooky boy, Tommy End, aka Alistair Black or FKA Alistair Black. Uh, which leads me on to my next bit of news. Uh, Mike Johnson of PW Insider is reporting that there are people within WWE who think that Alistair Black was released prematurely and are pushing to get him rehired, saying that he was more a victim of bad booking than anything else. The Wrestling Observer, however, are reporting that it's strongly believed that he will be going to AEW. So we've just been discussing this in our group chat, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously Melter, I think Melter literally only came out with it today that it looks like Tommy End going to AW. Yeah. Um, I I think we were all we're all in agreement that yeah, Alistair Black was very very prematurely released. They've literally just brought the guy back to TV. Yeah. He's got a really compelling new character. And like then some all vignettes that like, they've clearly put some real thought into as well, and some new character development, and then yeah. And um, he's another person who's extremely creative, yeah, and an extremely compelling character. Um, despite what certain legends say, different from anyone around at the moment, yeah, really stands out from the crowd. Um, the thing is, and go on, go on. I, I was gonna say, like, and wherever he goes, whether he goes back to WWE and whether he goes to AEW. Like uh, he did, he did Rene Young's podcast this week. Oh, sorry, Rene Paquette's podcast, and he was talking about how Vince likes that. Vince apologized to him because creative had failed him. Wow. And Vince had actually had to sit down meeting with him like two weeks before he returned, saying, "You look incredible. Are you ready to come back? Like, because we're we're ready for you to like have this like renewed push." And then, wow. Apparently, after after that meeting, Vince had said to creative. Don't factor him into plan- plans. So it's it, it's a weird oh, kind of mad. thing, and he, he he was very sort of complimentary about Vince and said Vince loved the character, Bruce Pritchard loved the character. Um, it's just for whatever reason something's gone wrong in the creative process. It's absurd. I, I, I don't get it. It's so weird. Um, the thing is, if there is some sort of push to get him back in WWE. As him sat there at home, do you go, fuck that? After, I, that I mean, I think so. Like, I, I wouldn't mean, entertain he, going back if that's made, if that's how they've handled you, like getting rid. I mean, firstly, how they handled getting rid of Selena Vega. Secondly, hmm. how they handled getting rid of him. Like, then well, say it's poorly handled, but just out of nowhere, like there's still there's still the talk that Selena Vega's going back, isn't there? Yeah, she was seen there a month or so ago, wasn't she, at the PC? Yeah, and obviously nothing's like been confirmed and nothing's been set in stone, but it would be weird for them. Obviously, they released his wife and then they released him and then it'd be weird for them to resign his wife. Yeah. Six yeah. months later, and then if they do the same for him, even weirder. I hope that isn't the case. Um, no. His non-compete clause literally runs up the dynamite before all else. Ooh. Um, and obviously, AEW are going to be wanting to make some kind of big splash for the pay per views they always do. Mm-hmm. It, especially in like recent memory, like you look, Mark Henry was the surprise. Yeah. Um, 
and Leo Rush to a degree. Yeah, more on that later. Um, yeah, but Mark Henry was like the big one, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, obviously, prior to that, they had um, Paul White and Christian around Revolution, which were two huge signings. Yeah. Um, and even around Full Gear, like just that, shortly after Full Gear, they had Sting. Um, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, he's kind of, he's not on that sort of like, that level of like a marquee signing, but he's definitely. Oh, I don't know. I, I think I think more because they're like legends. Yeah. Whereas, whereas he's someone who everyone's clamoring to see. Yeah. But he's he's not had the chance to show what he can do, and I think there's a shit ton of um, dream matches you could get out of. Hell yeah. Him to AEW, I mean, he's he's anywhere, teased. but even just AEW, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's teased he's teased working with Mox already multiple times cheeky chap um, <laughs> he's teased having rematches with Andrade as well um, yeah I I, I strongly I, I, I strongly believe that wherever he goes he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna become, be become a bigger star because of it yeah and then if he does return to WWE it'd be like through where yeah like, straight oh, yeah, to the top <laughs> Yeah, we absolutely fucked this the first time around. Because he was talking about, like, as far as wasted opportunities go, like, Heyman pitched, like, having him, through, having him in Drew's position and taking the belt off Brock. Really? Heyman, yeah, yeah. Heyman wanted them to feud with Brock. Heyman wanted them to um, help the Undertaker in the Boneyard match and then end up feuding with Taker because of it. Um, wow. You could have even done like what AEW were doing with Darby Allen and Sting and have an Undertaker as like Alistair Black Mental. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, sure I read something somewhere. He wanted to do, it was either a stable or a feud or something, but it was like Finn, Bray and Taker. Yeah. He he wanted to feud with all of them. Apparently the, fi- the Fiend was another that kind of got like took off the table. And, and he was also meant to dethrone Andrade for the US title, and that was another one that went. They went nah. Oh yeah, well they didn't want to do it in front of no crowd, did they? That that's what they said. But then they had they had um, Apollo beat them. <laughs> Apollo. Then Bobby, Lash- <laughs> then Bobby Lashley do a, a real life murder on him. Um, <laughs> ah. So anyway, yeah. Anyways, speaking of people who've been recently released by WWE. Um, PW Insider have been reporting that Braun Strowman is asking in the five-figure range for in the appearances. Uh, they said we're told that Strowman's pretty set financially, doesn't need to immediately run out and do bookings, but if a promoter comes and meets the right price, that's a different story. In an update to this, uh, Braun actually tweeted about this a few hours ago okay, and said there's no truth to that. He's not been in talks with anyone for bookings. If they want to get in touch with his agent, with the emails in his bio... And he's had, he's had a bit of fun where um, pe- people have uh, like said, oh, yeah, what what if you got offered this? And he's just gone five figures. <laughs> um, so he's had a bit of fun with it. Um, it. It's definitely weird. Like, obviously, a lot of um, sort of quotes have come out from Braun. It, you, you made the very ill-advised quotes about indie wrestlers at the start of the pandemic saying, oh, if you can't get, like, if you can't make money from this, maybe you should get a real job. Which, oh dear! Oh, oh boy! Oh um, boy! I know. I know. Uh, podcast favorite Warhorse has definitely had a bit of fun with that. With that, <laughs> people have been saying Warhorse should face Braun. He's like, yeah, he should go go get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Braun said he wouldn't work for anyone other than WWE. Um, 
which again, oh boy, uh, mm. things that have aged badly. Um, <laughs> the thing uh, is, parent- he's fairly set though. Like, I mean, sure, yeah. he's made a decent. He didn't need to do much. I mean, worse comes to worse, yeah, fair enough. If he if he sticks to that and says I'm not going to wrestle for anyone else other than WWE, he can go back um, to fucking powerlifting. He was pretty good at that. I was going to say you just have to look at him, and he could probably go to Hollywood. Yeah. Exactly. There's there's loads of options for it. Like he's done. He's been in because he's been in like a few films anyway, hasn't he? Mm. Not good ones, but he's been in a few. No, no, films, but like yeah, those bit parts. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. Also, apparently, um, one of the big sort of like errors that Braun made in his negotiation because he was on like one point two million a year, I believe. Jesus. Um, and he uh, forgot to put like an a lot of like top tier talents can put like a no put clause in. That's why you don't see like massive names getting released because right. they've got like clause. And Eric, um, Redbeard, formerly Eric Rowan said that he was in a similar boat last year where he, he was getting like that push. He negotiated a better deal for himself, but he forgot to put that in and then you come. And then um, he done that same thing with Braun. Um, stupid. And said that nobody's expendable. Not expendable, which is true. Yeah. Except for Roman. Uh, Except for Roman. <laughs> Roman's absolutely in, inexpendable. You cannot get rid of Roman Reigns. Speaking of Roman Reigns, thanks for the segue. The Wrestling Observer says that Roman Reigns versus Ronald Mysterious in the Universal Championship match is currently planned for WWE Hell in a Cell on June 20th. That's going to be a shift Father's Day, isn't it? For <laughs> right. Dominic's going to have to watch his dad get absolutely murdered yeah, on, on live so pay per view. Make him watch. <laughs> uh, hold him, hold his head, screaming at him, frothing <laughs> at the mouth. <laughs> Do you know Love what though? That happens. Which, I mean, from last week, it feels <laughs> like it's going to go that way. That'd be a pretty fun match. Yeah, Roman versus I, Ray. I also don't think we've ever seen Roman versus Ray, have we? One on one. I was going to say, I don't think we've had Roman versus Ray. No. So I'd certainly I'd certainly want to see it, that's for sure. I think yeah. Ray can still go. Like oh, yeah. Ray's, Ray's showing no signs of slowing down, is he? Um, oh. So I, I think, um, yeah, I, I'd very much like to see that. Absolutely. And they, they've already started, it seems like they've already started building it. I don't feel like they're ready to do Roman versus Jimmy yet. I feel like that's that's something they're probably going to hold off till money in the bank, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we shall yeah. see. Indeed. Um, and finally, while we're on the subject of uh, the Samoan dynasty, um, Andrew Zarian, again of the Men podcast, <laughs> has revealed that Survivor Series is set to take place in Brooklyn, New York, and will be treated as a major show. Dear old Davey Meltzer has added that the hope is that The Rock will make an appearance in some capacity. Now, the guy that I was speaking to in the gym today said this. I hadn't heard it. And he was like, yeah, apparently The, the Rock's going to be at Survivor Series. It only came out a few hours ago. Ah, okay, that would make sense. He was like, yeah, apparently The Rock's going to be at Survivor Series. And mm. apparently it's going to lead to some sort of teaser or feud of The Rock having his own tea. And I was like, whatever. But, I mean... I I think they're literally going to do this to start putting the wheels in motion for Rock and Roman. Yeah. yeah. Like... The the thing with the Rock when he does wrestle is they like to they like to build the fuck out of it. Like mm-hmm. the Rock, you know, they give it a year. Yeah, and at the just, expense of the Miz. Just, 
Yeah, but they'd also they give it a year, but they'd also like have it so he'd he'd pop up sporadically throughout the year, like yeah, when yeah, he had yeah. Punk Pain Heel and GTS and when he made the save for him and for Cena. Yeah. Yeah. And um when he obviously had them at the expense of CM Punk's historic rating. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, come yeah. out and make him look like an absolute dickhead. Um <laughs> But yeah, I I feel like this is kind of the, the beginning of because let's face it, WrestleMania Hollywood, the Rock vs. Roman, it's happening. Right itself, yeah, it abs- absolutely happening. Yeah, they've got a year and a half to build it. Yeah, so it would make sense to, as much but, as, as as much as they should be doing like something where they're building Big E, mm. because I feel like with Roman's reign, they. I don't know. I feel like they they are keeping Biggie away from him deliberately, but I feel with Roman's reign, like the person that does dethrone him, it's like take the street. It's going to be an instant star making performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying and that, it's, if it's they're going to validate that person, mm-hmm. that's true. Saying that, I've got the draft coming up soon. Biggie could just go to Raw, although New Day take it off Bob, take it off Bob or whoever beat like. Yeah, it Take it off Kofi when Kofi Mania two happens. Woo, child! <laughs> but it, it doesn't necessarily have to be Roman that he takes it off. He go over and take it from whoever's WWE champion. But yeah. I, I, I think the thing the thing for me with that is that obviously it's only talk and smack, and not everyone watches it. But literally since like November, they've been teasing Biggie vs Roman. Mm. Like they've been I've slowly seen caught a few, and they they do keep doing that. Hey, Heyman keeps saying to Biggie, "Oh yeah, well, if you want to, yeah. yeah, I think with Biggie though, like because they've been building it for that long on talking smack now, like I, I feel like they they need to kind of pull the trigger on that much sooner or mm. later, and especially with Alistair Black and releasing him not doing anything, it'd be great to see him. Oh have some form of a few the Roman. How good would that have been? Like they obviously started that like Alistair Black and Big E as a feud. That would have been awesome. Oh man. What could have been? Anyway, should we move on? Should we want to talk about some NXT? Speaking of what could have been. What Go could on. have been? So Fightful has learned that the NXT Evolve content uh, that didn't uh, didn't come out quite as expected, and it required a retape. They reve- revealed details of the Evolve tapings recently, but as of now, the project is not greenlit for a full run and is still in the proof of concept stage. They were told that footage was pretty dark, and as of what uh, as of what was able to be viewed, the wrestlers were competing in relative silence. The program will be seen as an answer to AEW Dark to some but was actually planned well ahead of that. We're told that Rinku Singh and Tino Sabatelli were involved in the tapings, which took place the first week of May. Yeah, this, um, we spoke about NXT Evolve a couple of months ago. It came out, they were doing this. Um, I mean, there'd been talk, like, there has been talk since before AEW. What, of NXT Evolve? Of a second NXT show, yeah, of that ilk. Um, Obviously, there was... The, there was like Raw Underground, which became yeah. on Raw instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the really good thing about about AW Dark is that they're bringing in a lot of independent talent 
Mm. Um, and then it's almost like their trials. So they're having like, they have like, I think it's five or six matches. Big, big Tasty knows a lot more about this because he, he's looked into it. There's like tiered contracts for that. Okay. Um, and they have, so they have like a run of like five matches. And if, the, if they're like, if they like them after the five, they'll bring them in for a bit more money for another run of matches. And right, right, right. Eventually it will lead them getting signed. I um, see. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily like go as like, yeah. Some or sometimes it doesn't go like you'll you'll immediately get signed after the five matches. Sometimes mm. it goes like they got signed after the five matches. Yeah, yeah. And you've got people like Kyle and King and the captain Sean yeah. Dean who <laughs> um, got signed after like a much longer period of time. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, I, I suppose in the to the sort of other side of it with WWE's thing they've got a lot of people in NXT who aren't on TV a hell of a lot of people normally would have been doing the uh, coconut loop which is like the little tour of Florida tour of Florida yeah yeah Uh, Um, also says Tino Sabatelli was in I thought they'd released Tino Sabatelli so 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 Tino Sabatelli was released Um, he's shown up on an episode of AEW Dark and apparently there's no there's no concrete proof of this but other than the fact that he left AEW and then he went back to NXT <laughs> but apparently he was uh, one of the guys who was leaking like results from uh, TV tapings because he was in the crowd and then he was releasing spoilers because what for AEW, NXT it's for AEW for a- um, so um, Je- Chris Jericho called him the WWE spy on his Fuck. podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> wow yeah he's also um, Mandy Rose's fella I believe is he? I think so, yeah. Pretty curious. Yeah. Tino Sabatelli has been at NXT forever. Yeah. And, and he... He's had he's had some bad luck with interviews. Mm. Well, he was an American football player before, wasn't he? Because he's, he's on that... T- mm. the What's the documentary called in the network? Not tough... Um, uh, Breaking Ground. Breaking Ground. He's on Breaking Ground. And that's yeah. from when? Like 2013? Yeah, something like that. Around then? And he's worked with them before that. You know who else is on Breaking Ground? Go on. Friend of the podcast, Cal Jack. Yes, he is. Gets fired (laughs) on it, poor son. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's... um, I mean, it's a shame to hear, because as you say, they've been talking about this NXT Evolve thing for quite some time. Um, And Mm. yeah, just just reading into that a little bit, um, it's not been greenlit. It's still a proof of concept. The footage was pretty dark. I mean... Would you, I, you? How's it pretty dark? You're a you're a television I, production company. What are you filming it on? Like a Nokia thirty three ten. I get the impression they probably had it like in the CWC, which is the walls are painted black. Yeah, put the lights um, on. Yeah, I reckon because they've not put like the screens or anything on. They've just literally had it like a spotlight on the ring. That's mad. Like this is something they've been planning for not weeks. Not months, like well yeah. over a year, like literally years. Come on, guys, how, play how the you, game. How are you getting this wrong? It's a if this is a proof of concept. This is this is your this is what you're hindering on like stakeholders and selling it well, out to people. Like make it look good. I mean, I, I think I think the whole point of it was like they wanted it to kind of encapsulate what Evolve had. I don't know what that was. Did they, 
so evolved was like the indie show where the the indie company they basically bought. Yeah, I know, I know uh, that, but I mean, like in terms of what yeah. it looked like and what. So they it was like of... a small, like a smaller, dimly lit venue, right? Like, like a proper indie show, like small, dimly lit venue, mm. um, and not many people in the crowd, if any. Um, right. And it was just, it it was just very like, like FCW. No, a bit more, bit more like kind of. I'm trying to think like. Similar to PWG, I guess, to a degree. Okay. So, like, a small room with fans, like, like a lot of, not many fans in, but, like, it crammed with fans. Right, right. Uh, and, like, just good wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's what they were trying to encapsulate, but obviously, WWE quite... trying to... Mm. Yeah, WWE's version of that is very watered down, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I suppose, yeah, it for something that sounded good on paper... In reality, probably didn't quite play out as maybe they thought. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, moving on, uh, Wrestle tw- the Wrestle Votes tweeted: um, Hearing the plans for Eva Marie's return include her having a muscle of some sort by her side. The two names I've heard discussed to pair with her: a Mercedes Martinez or NXT UK star Piper Niven. I mean, Piper Niven's not been on TV for a number of weeks. I can't see Mercedes Martinez been that given that she's kind of starting to cement herself on NXT I can see her being hired muscle you reckon yeah like the, she got because like if you look at it she got called up with retribution the only reason she jumped that back down to NXT was because she <laughs> wasn't a fan of retribution because well, she knew it was shit yes <laughs> yeah um and she didn't want that to be a legacy especially because she's not got this like She's in it. She's in her early forties, isn't she? So time's yeah. not exactly on her side as yeah, far yeah. as like making an impact. If she wants to make a big impact, she's gonna have to do it like pretty much immediately. She didn't want that retribution stank on her. <laughs> no one wants that retribution stank on. Her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I said to you guys, I think Piper Niven could be getting called up as like a real life version of Lily. I really hope that's not true. Jesus, what? You know it's gonna happen. Oh please no. Don't we're getting, we're getting Shayna Baszler versus actual Lily. It's going to be fucking... No, we're in. not. Behave. They literally did like a horror movie thing where the lights go out and Lily made Shayna and Raw. Oh, no. We're absolutely getting that. Can we not? Can we not? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to. I want Shayna Baszler to be wrestling fucking Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I want Shayna to take the belt off Rhea. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> Um, back to the point though, Mercedes Martinez or Piper Niven, um, of the two, who would you prefer? I mean, I'd want both of them to do like well. And I think this is like the amount of kind of time they've invested in Eva Marie's return. It's, it's a lot of exposure regardless. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Mercedes, because I feel like they could do what they've done with Raquel Gonzalez where she was Dakota Kai's like muscle and then she ends up stepping out in shadow and yeah, yeah. switching places. They could do the exact same thing with Mercedes and Eva Marie. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Also, I want a, I want a Mercedes Martinez versus Rhea Ripley rematch like now. Yes, please. Because <laughs> that was good. Well, I'm sure we'll find out next week or even a week after because isn't even Marie meant to have a kind of on screen debut is it next week 
it's Monday. Yeah. yeah. Day after takeover. Um, Mercedes Martinez obviously wrestling Zia Lee and probably getting written off TV. Fucking Zia Lee's going to fucking kick her into the nether realm. <laughs> Mei Ling's going to eat her soul. She's going to shang song it. Behind the, yeah, and then she's going to be stood behind the soulless husk that is Eva Marie. Fine. Perfect transition. Soulless Perfect transition. husk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Moving on. Uh, following <laughs> recent rumour that NXT call-ups are coming soon to Raw and SmackDown, Ringside News was told that Vince McMahon is not looking for wrestlers. He's looking for personalities. Well, you just got rid of a bunch of those the other week, pal. I mean, yeah. Alistair Black, the Iconics, even Braun. They're all personalities. Ruby Riot. Ruby Rice. Buddy Murphy. Uh, Buddy, Buddy Murphy didn't really have much personality, did he? Just nah, I, nah, I like Buddy Murphy's whole 205 thing where he got down to that and was like the best kept the secret. Best kept, the best kept secret was brilliant. Where it was he come so up good. Him. Yeah. Yeah, that I was went, good. I, um, mean, I was speaking to someone about this the other day. The pop that, that Murphy got when he won that Cruiserweight Championship in Melbourne was unreal. Yeah. Just as much as with uh, Mustafa Ali as well. Like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, some hidden gems on the network. There. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, back to the call up. Sorry, mm. looking I, for wrestlers, I mean, not personalities. You look, you look at the people who we've seen called up so far. We've had Rick Boogs, who is definitely a personality. A personality. <laughs> um, didn't we get somebody on Raw? Oh, Mansoor. Yeah, he's he's more yeah, of a. He's, he's definitely more a wrestler than a personality. I was going to say he's very white meat baby face, isn't he? Yeah. Very yeah. bland baby face. Yeah. Not so much. Um, I can't think of anyone else that has been called up. There's not recently, no. There's blatantly a glaring omission that we're, we're just not remembering, but certainly in like the last, what, month or so, Boogs and Mansoor. Yeah. We're probably, as as I say, we're probably going to get some like post-takeover call-ups, I imagine. Mm. Maybe Fergal, Devitt. Fergal. Prince the demon. The demon. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of big personalities and characters in NXT, Shotzi Blackheart has revealed on Twitter that she's injured, and she, uh, but she didn't specify what kind of injury she is dealing with. I mean, two points here. This should come as a surprise to no one if you've ever watched her wrestle. Yes. Secondly, didn't specify what kind of injury. That's probably because all of her is injured. Yeah. I, I imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I, get well soon. I like. I don't know. Joking Speedy aside, sort of shot yeah. Don't kill yourself. Yeah, because you're brilliant. Stop that! It's like we were saying, like before we started recording. In fact, we'll we'll get onto it. But mm. certain people wrestling a certain style when they don't always need to wrestle a certain style and taking years off their career due to yeah. said style and in ring. It, it's. Yeah, it's like the two people that I'm, I, I'll never be surprised to hear is injured or dealing with an injury. Mm. Shotty Blackheart, Darby Allen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Darby Allen's actually come out and said that he doesn't plan on wrestling like too long anyway, so he's not bothered about his style being too, <laughs> too damaging anyway. <laughs> That's all right. I don't mind crippling myself. I'm going to retire in two years anyway. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing with Darby is at least he's got something to fall back on because he's a very talented filmmaker. That's true. 
um, like shot Shotzi. I mean, she's a good singer. She released a single, but modeling. Like, I'm sure I've seen some like yeah. modeling stuff, like an alternative model. I don't know. I'm sure yeah. she has got something to fall back on, but I'd still rather see her in the ring having banging. I mean, matches, she built just she built a tank. Exactly, she's a mechanic. She'd be on like Red Bull soapbox race or something like that. <laughs> it's a mental tank. For... <laughs> yeah. Just welding spikes onto a Lewis Hamilton's car. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I, I need to get back out of the pit. What are you doing? Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> You'll thank me later. <laughs> Aerodynamic. <laughs> oh, dear. Superb stuff. Uh, moving on. Fightful Select have given an update on uh, the Authors of Pain, saying we've had a lot of people asking about what happened with the Authors of Pain. Fightful have said that there were inquiries by the wrestlers themselves about bringing them into particular companies last year, but there was no movement on the horizon. They were told that they were brought up to AEW management last year who weren't sure if they were a good fit at the time, but left the door open. They were also brought up to New Japan management who weren't bringing over any new talent at the time and the budget for such a move was said to have not been near what was required they're also told that as of now both members were looking at working regular jobs however since that story ran another promoter reached out to fightful and indicated that their people reached out to aop and they were informed that both men had retired razor age 26 and akam who's just turned 28 uh, they weren't sure if this was representatives for AOP or the men themselves and are working to find out more information. AOP and Paul Ellering uh, have since tweeted and said that they're not done yet and teased a possible return to WWE. I saw their tease because it said, we ain't done yet, bitches, or something like that. Yeah. More specifically, it was NXT, which is why this is in the NXT news. I forgot to put that in there. Um, <laughs> so it's a picture of them at War Games. Um the two of them and Paul Ellerin mm. all stood together, giving the camera the middle finger, and it says we ain't done yet. And then Paul Ellerin retweeted it and put um, hashtag WWE NXT. Bring them back. Um, AOP were awesome. Um, I really, really, yeah, really like them. I really want to see them in New Japan. Oh, really? Because they some of the matches they could have in New Japan. Whoa, just AOP awesome. versus God. Yeah, AOP vs. Dangerous Tech is just throwing Taichi around like he's dead. Um, <laughs> super Collider and um, Zack Sabre Jr. through Taichi. I'm fucking amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, whatever they do, they're going to, they are very, very promising. They're very young times on the side. Yeah, so they're um, not even 30 yet. Like, they're, they're awesome. Yeah, I, like, I really, really well, enjoyed them. All I request is keep them away from the acclaimed, please, because they nearly ended their Anthony Bowens' career, and we don't want that happening again. Jesus, really? <laughs> yeah, they powerbombed another guy onto his head. Um, Hang on, was that in NXT? Yeah, yeah. Oh, was that the acclaimed that that happened that, to? No, it was Anthony Bowens from oh, the Oh, just acclaimed. Anthony. Oh, I can, yeah, I remember that. It was just horrible. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. Um, I... I we, we need to protect the acclaimed at all costs because they're yes. the best thing in bag team wrestling at the moment. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. <laughs> well, they're not, they're not the best thing, they're one of the best things. Well, they're, <laughs> um, they're up there. I mean, we've got grilled young veterans, you know. You're not biased, though, at all, are you? 
Not at all. Um, I'm just keeping up with NXT, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sticking with NXT, NXT TakeOver in your houses this weekend. Matt Men Radio's Andrew Zarian, friend of the podcast, has friend noted podcast. on his show that uh, mm. <laughs> that this would not be the last NXT TakeOver this summer. Fightful confirmed this and have learned that the working plan for NXT TakeOver is the day after SummerSlam. It's currently listed as being in Orlando at the... Uh, Performance Center CWC. However, the show being at the CWC gives the company flexibility if they offer to move it outside of there. Please have a takeover outside the CWC. Like I like the CWC. I think it's awesome. I think it looks impressive. But if you're doing Raw and SmackDown on a little tour and a little loop, and you're doing your big four pay per views, especially if you're putting it the day after SummerSlam, why would you not give it a proper crowd? I'm, I'm going to make a bold claim here. Go on, boy. Do it in Vegas. Do it in the MGM Arena. Ooh. And call it fully loaded if they're bringing back whole pay-per-view games. Ooh. We're doing that. Let's We're go doing that. Let's get the big, let's get, get the big dice the back. The big dice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Come on, play the game. Play, <laughs> play the game. Oh, that'd be good. I love that NXT bring back those old pay-per-views. Like, we've had, what, Great American Bash, Halloween Havoc, War Games. I was saying the other week, bring back Taboo Tuesday. It seems to be old WCW ones, though, as well. So I'm trying yeah. to think what the uh, WCW one was with uh, Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. Was it Halloween Havoc? I think it was Halloween Havoc. And they brought that back. They're in Vegas. Just do spin, do a whole, the whole takeover. Be Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Awesome. Oh, there's so many they could do. What was the other? World War Three. Do it while we're there. Just chuck three rings. Do it, cowards. <laughs> Do it, cowards. <laughs> World War Three is like the worst idea for a match ever. It is. It's, it's e- actually, no, it's not. Equally. Not from hell, match win that. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's um, two takeovers within, what, when's SummerSlam? Like August? August. And we're getting... So we have to take over every two months. Not bad considering they were going to take over before what every three they were doing it every quarter weren't they on the big four weekends they used they used to do five takeovers a year five yeah they do one before money in the bank as well oh okay but and then well, everything else was Mania, the big four SummerSlam yeah. Survivor Series yeah yeah oh do fully loaded um, do it in Vegas don't piss me off <laughs> oh, come on come, come on. on do it cowards. <laughs> Um, sticking with NXT and sticking with TakeOver events, this weekend's In Your House signifies WWE pushing forward with expanded audience. Fightful is informed that this weekend's In Your House will feature the biggest WWE CWC Performance Center audience since before the pandemic. COVID-19 testing is no longer required, but WWE has requested that those invited don't attend if they have had a positive test within 14 days, have had symptoms in the last 14 days, or have been in close contact with anyone who has tested positive in the last two weeks. So that's cool. Some sort of crowd in there, because takeovers with a crowd are something else like, they go mad for it. Yeah, I mean, the, the only issue I've got there is you can ask people to do that. It doesn't mean they're going to. Nah. They're, they're putting you... a, lot of tr- a lot of trust in people Yeah, yeah. to do that. And let's face it, people are shit. They're not going to fucking listen to that. Yeah, of course. I've worked in retail <laughs> for like 15 years. I know the general public are idiots. So I, I work in retail now. I can attest to that. <laughs> not as shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, yeah we'll I, see. as long as it's done safely, and I feel like this might be a step too far. Um, yeah, my, me personally, but I'm very cynical. Mm. Um, that Fair being enough. said, again, I don't know all the I don't know all the vaccinations being rolled out in um, in America as far as like whether it, whether that part of Florida's got like got it down to a T or not. Mm. Have to do some research in that by the sound of things because I. I keep going back to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, either way, I'm really excited to take over this weekend. I'm Absolutely. more excited to take over than I have been for, well, I'm more Since excited to take over <laughs> than I have been. F- I don't know. I wasn't super excited for Stand and Deliver because yeah. I think it was just because I was overwhelmed by how much wrestling was going on that week. Two nights of Stand and Deliver, two nights, two nights of, of Stand Mania. Deliver, two nights of Mania. AEW put on like a pay-per-view quality show. Oh, and then um, you had GCW and whoever else doing In Your Council all House. This, all the GCW stuff, which I, I still haven't even watched. Um, oh, so ask Aaron. He'll probably give you a blow-by-blow account. He wants all want, of that. I, w- I want to see... Uh, Leo Rush first Jordan Oliver that's meant to be incredible yeah um, and a few I don't know I, I got off a, a friend of the podcast Phil Lindsay he gave me a, he gave me a few matches I ha- absolutely had to check out yeah so I, I am going to um, watch that eventually it's just too much fucking wrestling so much um, wrestling <laughs> it was so, so much wrestling Aaron couldn't do the Wrestlemania review <laughs> amateur fucking amazing <laughs> Rookie um, error. Speaking of good wrestling, shall we talk about some AW, mate? Go on, mate. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you, first of all. What? Uh, but bad news, Barrett's joined AEW. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, sadly not. Um, worse than that. According to Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net, Ray Phoenix dealing with a groin injury. Uh, the initial prognosis that he would miss six to eight weeks which, if all goes to according to plan, would see him return roughly a month from now. Oh, bloody hell. Um, Love Ray Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, I, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, at least he's part of a faction where he can be kind of, like, part of it still. And well, not yeah, that's the thing. He can still be on, yeah. Like, he, he did, he did the, um, the whole, the Young Bucks attacked Ray Phoenix, which is why it was Pac taking him, taking the place of Ray and the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Um, and then the shown on BT, the young back and Ray Phoenix to write him off, which was mm. cool. So you can still you can still do. You can still be on screen. Like they've done the same with Ricky Starks. He's injured for yeah. fucking months, and they're still having him on screen. Like you can still do stuff. It, he's got his own thing um, on AW uh, Dark now, where Who he, where he's commentator Ricky Starks. Oh, okay. Guest commentator Excalibur called it AW Starks, which marked me the fuck out. <laughs> um, and it, again, it's just Excalibur and Ricky Starks trying to wind up Taz. Like it's Amazing. It, it's like an it's like an uncle looking after his two naughty nephews. <laughs> and Excalibur and Ricky Starks are just winding up Taz. It's fucking brilliant. AW <laughs> Dark does not get enough love. Watch you. Um this is the this is the first step in Ricky Starks getting back. To becoming the bell collector, Ricky Starks, best bout machine, Ricky Starks. Give him that's never been done before. Best, in the best world. bout machine, Ricky Starks. He's going to squash Miro for the TNT title on his way to taking that all the belts off Kenny Omega. Um, He'll win the trios title as well if that ever comes to fruition. <laughs> he's going he's to win the trios t- title with Hobbs and Hook. 
going to win the tag titles with Hulk. It's going to be great. <laughs> You're putting all your, your eggs in one basket there. That's <laughs> uh, fucking fantasy booking there, mate. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, get well oh, soon. Top guy, Ricky Starks. Get well soon. <laughs> get well soon, Ray Phoenix. And Ricky Starks. <laughs> <laughs> distracted <laughs> uh, moving on Kenneth Omega and Moose Moose will take place at Daly's place as part of Against All Odds the winner will face Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary oh. so apparently this is getting filmed after Dynamite tonight in front of the fans what so Against All Odds is tomorrow Against All Odds is an impact pay-per-view correct yes and they're filming at a Daly's place. Yeah, so it was part of like the storyline where, um, so Kenny and the Good Brothers have attacked Sammy Callahan a few times, and basically they attacked Moose in a match with Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan pinned Moose, so Sammy Callahan has like kind of a sort of plight to be right. the number one contender. Right. And because obviously AEW just done a triple threat match for their title. Don Callis was like, well, Kenny, Kenny doesn't want to wrestle any uh, triple threats anytime soon. He's just done one. So then Tony Khan said, okay, well, the solution to that is we'll have Moose versus Kenny. And then the winner face Daly, Sammy. At Daly's place because Sammy can't get involved and no one else can get involved because I've got, I'll have security surrounding the ring. Right. And, um, and then the winner faces Sammy at Slammiversary. So okay. it's a very... It's a very cool thing they've done here because yeah, he yeah, yeah. wins the title and then we get Moose versus Sammy, which they've had as an on and off again feud for years. Right. Or we get Kenny Omega versus Sammy, which will be a very, very cool match for Kenny to do. Mm. And very different from a lot of stuff Kenny's done. Yeah. Other than, other than maybe a stuff with Mox. I say, yeah, Sammy Callahan's kind of that Mox level of stuff. Like used to be tag partners with her. Yeah, Mox. yeah. What were they called again? Um, oh, fuck, I can't They remember. had a tag team name, I'm sure, and I can't Suicide remember Suicide Solution, wasn't it? Was Maybe. Uh, Possibly. Find out I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool then. I, I didn't know that was the kind of the situation behind it, but that's that's, that's quite cool. Um, as much as I want Moose to win that, Kenny's winning it, isn't he? Really? Yeah. I, I, oh, Switchblade Conspiracy, they were called. That's um, it, yeah, yeah. And Sammy Callahan's been teasing that team and to be coming for a little while. Um, get them with Eddie Kingston, please. Um, oh yes, um, <laughs> just three three angry lunatics. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Kenny's probably not going to lose anything until this year. <laughs> I think he might lose this year, but I, I don't think he's going to lose any any real high-profile matches until he loses the AEW title. I feel like... But if he loses the AEW title, realistically, that's not until next year against Hangman. It could it's, be full gear. Do you reckon? Yeah, could be. How long has he had it for so far? It's not been He's a only had year, it since it? December. Exactly. That's, I feel like... like they, they don't do short title reigns in AEW at the moment. Like For me... No. They're only two years old. They're still establishing and they're still trying to establish a title. So who have you had? You've had Jericho, Mox and Omega. Omega's yeah. taking all the belts. If he's going to have it, he's going to have it for some time. 
Yeah. Well, at the same time, I feel like they'll probably strike when the iron's hot. And, like, Hangman's almost at the point where he's about to become, like, the hottest thing in AEW. Mm. He's getting so close to that. Look look at the pop Hangman got when he just came out at Trouble yeah. or Nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first big chant of the night was cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. <laughs> so yeah. that shows how over Hangman is. I think, yeah. I, I feel like he could, he could possibly get away with doing Hangman versus Kenny all out. Have Hangman lose again, and then have him when mm. the third he faces Kenny, being like a huge thing. They're definitely they're definitely going down the New Japan route of things where like you just got to look at Kenny in a car the way it took Kenny four matches to finally, well, it took Kenny three matches to beat a car there, right? And it took him four to finally dethrone a car for the title. Oh, okay. You think they're and doing a similar thing with that and him and Hangman? That's what I think he could end up doing where. It takes kind. It takes Hangman three times to finally beat Kenny, and then it takes right, him right. the fourth. Like that can be a non-title match, and then the fourth time is when he takes the belt off Kenny. Yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of Kenny Omega, <laughs> um, per the Wrestling Observer, the Kenny Omega vs Jungle Boy match was originally set for um, the eleventh, which is today. Today. Um, the television uh, match was moved to the twenty-sixth. It's a combination of them wanting it to air live and also to make the 26th a major show because it's a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, just as the Friday night goes, are starting to establish a new time slot for Rampage, for Rampage. Saturday's looking like the new time slot for the quarterly major shows on TBS that start in 2022. Um, it's quarterly just well. major shows? Yeah, so part of that new TV deal was that, uh, TV deal was they were going to be getting kind of like Saturday night's main event or Clash of the Champions so oh, okay or not pay-per-views but for like big marquee events oh what so if, kind of like, like they're doing if, at the moment like winter is coming and yeah yeah, yeah. uh not bash at the beach fight spring the fest, break and fight fest, beach um, break that's it yeah and so not full it. not full-blown pay-per-views but like bigger than regular weekly shows not quite full-on yeah. pay-per-views not full-blown pay-per-views but big sh- big shows that they oh, can okay. like blow up feuds on sort of thing so that's part um, of their deal with TBS that they put four of those on. Yeah, which cool. uh, again, this this twenty sixth of uh, June shows meant to be kind of like one of the big things. Um, oh, I see. Okay. And yeah, it's a uh, it's just as well because uh, the dear old baby melt continues because Omega is hurting pretty badly between slicing up his hand and needing seven stitches when he de- delivered one of the belt shots on Pack in Bloody the hell. Breath. Um, apparently it was the AW title it's got lots of sharp edges on it um, which it, if you've seen like the amount of times people have bled what looks like legitimately from getting hit with the fucker really yeah, yeah. wow Mox got, Mox got hit by Jericho with it and he like literally like sliced his face up like you could see like he had like multiple slices on his face from just one one hit with it bloody hell who designed yeah. it Shotzi Blackheart <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it was, I don't know. I think it was belts by Dan, who do mm. some very nice belts. Um, I do, yeah, yeah. And um, a deep bone bruise near his tailbone, which, oh, geez, that sounds Ooh. like uh, normal wear and tear on his knees. Um, obviously, Kenny's had multiple knee surgeries, which he spoke about before. Has he? And, uh, yeah. And an, uh, an athletic hernia. Um, he's also been suffering from a stomach virus this past week, so 
fucking hell. Just, Jeez. Just, just have a holiday, mate. Just yeah, um, take some time off, mate. Yeah. Uh, Melter says he's definitely in a lot of pain getting through the, the recent big matches. At the fan fest the day before the pay-per-view, he said there are days he wakes up and walks around where he thinks maybe he's close to, close to time to hang it up because his body's feeling worse. But he's also noted that having real fans in the building when he's performing made them forget about that and feel a lot better. Bloody hell. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's one of those things, like, it's kind, it's kind of like almost a case of greatness for Kenny Omega at the moment because he, he is legit, like, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't do bad matches, but we were talking about it, and obviously we were talking about Chuck Blackheart before, where just, just, you don't have all just take your like, foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah, you don't have to even hundred miles an hour every single yeah. match. Time and wise as well. Like you, uh, like I've just watched the uh, Dark Side of the Ring about the Dynamite Kid, and mm. he's another one who went hundred miles per point. hour. Yeah, yeah, went hundred miles per hour and ended up paralyzed because of it because he was taking bumps that he, he his Didn't body couldn't to. handle anymore. Yeah, yeah, um, and he was just where he just worked high octane. I think. While Kenny work can kind of work a little bit of an easier style, and I think he has been recently. Like when you're looking at some of them, like some of the big matches he's had, like with Moxley in particular, and mm-hmm. even that triple threat, like him and Pac were beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, they were. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I think I think it, we were talking about it before. He, as a world champion, you can kind of get away with being an attraction. Mm. Like, you just have to look at Brock, where you'd wrestle, like... Once every couple of months. Yeah, like, Brock, when Brock's been doing a heavy schedule, a heavy schedule for him, showing up at TV every week. But not, <laughs> but, not wrestling, re- just showing up. But, but, yeah, but wrestling, like, once a month, maybe doing a... Getting physical in, like, one angle. If mm. we're looking. Um, and I, I, it feels like Kenny might be on the on the verge of that because they started doing the whole um they started doing the whole angle this week where uh, Kenny was saying there was like a conspiracy against them and that whoa Tony, whoa Tony, Consp- has he been Sami Zayn well, to AEW confirmed <laughs> they're gonna start some conspiracy nonsense Chris Jericho Britt Baker they've done it too yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's basically kind of alluding to the fact that Tony Khan's trying to like put all the obstacles in his way to get the belt off him because he doesn't think Kenny's the Kenny's a good champion. Um, <laughs> it was it was quite good, like the way they were doing it, where it was Kenny in like a room with like all videos from the from the triple threat match. Don Carlos was just talking to uh, Alex Mar Alex Marvez um, <laughs> as Kenny's like just looking at this board, like rapping raving to himself. Um, <laughs> he's he's gone he's gone full flare, isn't he? Gone full WCW flare, full flare. Um, <laughs> Woo! Yeah, just start elbow e- dropping his own way. jacket. But <laughs> mm. yeah, either way, like hopefully Kenny doesn't like put himself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay I, safe. Kenny. I I give Kenny a lot of, a lot of shit, but yeah, there's there's no denying that he's absolutely. One of the best uh, on the planet at the moment. And he's doing a great job with this kind of storyline with all the belts and stuff like that. And you you never want to see a wrestler have to retire earlier or, or hurting or working through injuries. So, yeah, yeah, just just calm down a bit, Kenny. Take your foot off the gas and allow the fans 
few more years to enjoy what you do. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Tony Skirvone has revealed on his What Happened When podcast with Conrad Thompson that the Mark Henry debut segment was cut for time. He said, Tony Khan told me, no, Mark Henry is going to be with us. You're going to introduce him. And we have uh, and we have five, a five-minute interview that we're going to do, which had to be cut because the show was running long. Uh, Mark then just walked out, uh, as people saw. They did their interview on Dynamite. Uh, went to the trailer to talk about what Mark, uh, to talk to Mark and said that Tony told me um, what we're going to say. Uh, do you know what we're going to be talking about? He said, I always know what we're talking about. You got it, buddy. Uh, and then when we walked out, he pointed to his watch and was telling me, wrap it up, wrap the fuck up. We're short on time. Well, I did Company wonder why man. he was pointing to his watch. Like, Company man, Mark <laughs> I wasn't getting confused. I was like, what? Is this part of a gimmick? Why is he pointing to his watch? Like I, I, I saw that, and it was like, wow. It was <laughs> a bit random, like that he, because like he literally just come out pointing to his watch, and then mm. like, okay, you're short on time. Um, I mean, the pay per view was like in its fifth hour at that point. Yeah, the thing is also like, so Mark Henry's come out. He's been told they're getting cut for time. Surely Tony Shavani as an earpiece, can production not just say we're short for time? Why does Mark Henry need to come yeah. out and point to his watch? He's got an earpiece. Yeah. I, how hard is it? As opposed to making Mark Henry look um, a bit weird by coming out and pointing um, to his watch. <laughs> unless unless it's like, literally, it's not an earpiece. It's just his headset for the commentary. So he's talking off and gone the ring. Nah, he's got Mark an earpiece. This, this is live TV. He's definitely got an earpiece. Like AW is still learning that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the amount this of is... time the amount of times they do a backstage promo and he forgets to cut the crowd noise so like the crowd definitely out the backstage promo yeah or I don't know when the Spanish announce team forgets to turn their mics off oh anyway yeah. should we move on yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's do this uh, so um, it says here take this with the largest pinch, pinch of salt but Wrestling Inc. says Andrade met with Tony Khan back in March when, after he was released by WWE. They say those negotiations hit a snag over Andrade's contract demands, including including creative control and veto power on losing. Obviously, they've reached a compromise on that and he will have a limited amount of creative control on his finishes. In a correction to their initial report... As I say, Inc. pinch of salt. Not, not, <laughs> like, not like Wrestling Inc. It's a fucking falsely report, isn't it? <laughs> Um, now says Andrade's AEW contract gives him no creative control in fact they now say no one in AEW has creative control in their contract I mean I feel like that's a lie well I don't know Um, Tony Khan has total control over creative Uh, you've just got to look at um, Pac when he dropped out of double or nothing because he was the Dragon Gate um, the Dragon Gate world champion which we've got I think it was called like the Open the Dream Gate Championship or something like that. Right. Um, and basically because he was holding it and then he was going to drop it to someone, he didn't want to, he wanted to kind of not lose until he dropped the title because he wanted to make that guy a star. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they they obviously wanted to have Pac lose to Hangman on, his, on double or nothing. Yeah. Um, and Pac just went, nah, fuck that, I'm not losing. <laughs> um, and, and, left, and left for three months so but what I, I, I mean can... is like 
This is saying no one in AEW has creative control in their contracts. Tony oh, Khan God. has token. There's Cody definitely Rhodes. people that have got creative control in Cody, their contracts. If you don't think Cody Rhodes is writing all his own fucking segments, like <laughs> yeah. like some kind of modern day Jeff Jarrett, you're fucking on crap. Um, <laughs> also, surely Mox has some creative control in his stuff because his biggest gripe leaving WWE is he had no creative control and was throwing I, a load of shit to talk about. Like, surely guys there I have think, some creative control. Otherwise, thing, why bother going there? I think the thing with AEW is it's not so much about creative, like them having complete and utter creative control. I think it's more a case of the Tony Khan sits down and asks them what they want for their character hmm. and then tries to figure something out. Yeah. I think, I think it's more of a communication process where he allows the wrestler to kind of be the character they want to be. But obviously within reason. So like you you're not gonna exactly like sign, I don't know, for, for argument's sake, say you're gonna sign someone like let let let's let's say Powerhouse Hobbs. Mm. They're not gonna sign him and he's gonna go, oh, okay, well I wanna beat everybody all the time and win all the belts because that's Ricky Starks' role. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like they're they're not gonna they're, like they're not gonna give a guy like that some kind of thing. But then Tony Khan has allowed him to kind of gain an understanding of his character and develop it in the way he wants to develop it. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Ricky Stark. Same with um, a lot of other guys. Even Hangman. Like Hangman's sort of creative journey has been fucking incredible because he's gone from being almost almost to the point of um, like a Roman Reigns kind of figure. Where like being pushed on the fans and they don't want the it. The fans didn't think he was ready. Yeah. And um, now he's like, he's gone through that journey mm. and now it's like everyone's clamouring for Hangman to be the guy to dethrone yeah, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. And if he does, that'll be amazing. But if he doesn't, that's even more compelling because it's like, well, yeah. how far has he got to fall till he does finally do it? Uh-huh. But again, the other side of that is they could get into Ring of Honor territory where they leave it so long to crown a champ. That don't care about it anymore. That Yeah, the, the, the people hit the fever pitch and then they're coming back down. I see. Um, so, yeah. Um, it, it's, de- it's definitely a... It, it, it's, it's definitely interesting to see their like, sort of process at the moment, but just have to wait and see what goes on with like a lot of these people yeah yeah interesting shiz uh so according to wrestlenomics aew's double or nothing pay-per-view from this uh past weekend or rather weekend previous garnered around the 115,000 buys on the pay-per-view good shit that's good stuff apparently according to dear old davy Meltzer, um he said they made six million on this. Damn. Yeah. Twenty dollars a popping on Fight TV, um, and then in, um, I think in, on certain um, certain streaming platforms in America, they were charging up to fifty dollars. So yeah. Ooh. Did I to read? To be fair, I'd I'd, I'd pay I'd have paid forty quid for that show. Good show. Really. I think so. 
I, I, th- I mean, I think I think twenty quid for the AW pay per is an absolute fucking steal. I think twenty quid's a reasonable price for for cons- considering the other side of it is like there's pay per views on there that are twenty a twenty quid that are absolutely not twenty quid on where on faith no, but not AEW ones. No, not AEW, but that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. The, there's companies that charge twenty quid for their pay per views. Ring of Honor charged twenty five for theirs. Wow. And it, although I think Ring of Honor have been putting on some excellent shows, like not twenty five pounds worth. Don't pay twenty five quid for it. I, I'd sooner <laughs> pay twenty five quid. To, all right. So the comparison is, Impact uh, pay view tomorrow is ten pounds. Okay. Fair enough. Their big their big ones are usually fifteen, maybe twenty at a push. Yeah, I'd pay that. I mean, I've seen the production yeah. value of Impact, and fifteen twenty pounds is about reasonable. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Steady on now. <laughs> Which one was it that we watched? We did a watch along we last watched, year. We watched Hard to Kill. It was this year, mate. Was it um, this year? We did Bound for Glory last year, which was an absolute shit show. <laughs> and then we did Hard to Kill, which was a really good show. But there was the but, bit with... But they did it? the Karate Man, where it was just them burying Ethan Page on the way out of the country. Yeah, no, there was um, that. But there was another bit where they were doing a backstage segment... And they fucked it up. They forgot it was live TV and they were like, do it again. And they just restarted everything in the middle of a live broadcast. That was the pre-show. Uh, Jesus. For <laughs> it's poor. Poor. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, to be fair, Impact, Impact are improving again. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for um, Slammiversary. That's that's probably, spoiler alert for our uh, listeners here, that's probably the next one we're doing a watch-along for. But oh, yeah. Go- just for the surprise debuts alone. Yeah, yeah. That's when a lot of people's uh, no-compete clauses uh, expire. Indeed. So moving on, uh, just to, to wrap up the AW things, uh, AW have released their rankings for the week. Something I'm going to start adding into the news because it's newsworthy. Nice. And it also gives you a li- nice little idea of where everyone is, is in the division and mm-hmm. potential matchups we're going to get. Um so we'll start with the men's division. So obviously the champions are Kenny and Miro. Um, number one ranked is Jungle Boy. He was one last week. Hangman's mm-hmm. number two. Darby Allen number three. Moxley four. Orange five. No movement at all in them. Um, in the women's, I, I imagine Mox is probably going to drop off though because it seems like he's taken off some time because yeah, yeah, he's about to get better. Uh, in the women's division, also no movement. Um which generally is to be expected with uh, just that straight after the pay um, So we've got number one, Thunder Rosa, uh, number two, Tai Conti, number three, Nyla Rose, number four, Hikaru Shida, and number five, Legit Layla. Uh, yes, boy. <laughs> See, um, I don't get here. So Hikaru yeah. Shida's literally just lost the belt. Surely she had the best record up until losing it. So why would she not be suddenly number two? Well, the win-loss records, uh, if you look at the notes, Troy, are there, so you can see. <laughs> um, and actually, Hikaru Shida's only 5-1 and one in 2021. Okay. Whereas Britt Baker is 11-1, and one, and Thunder Rosa is 15-2. Oh, 15-2, yeah, yeah. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you generally tend to see a lot of movement with that a couple of weeks after a pay-per-view like this is just sort of thing. yeah. Um, yeah. Point with the tag team division, so obviously, Boxer Champs. Uh, number one, Varsity Blondes, who have just had a title shot, so I'd expect to see them move down. Number two, the acclaimed, 
yes, the acclaimed. <laughs> um, number four, FTR. Number three, the private party. Um, and number five, Santana and Ortiz. Um, this is the only one with any real movement. Um, FTR and private party swap places. And um, in fact, no, fun, real, mixed up there, going to this. Tell I've copy and paste this off the fucking website. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Santana and Ortiz have come in a fifth, uh, taking John Moxley and Eddie Kingston's place. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think out of all the tag team divisions, the one you're probably going to see the most movement in. Yeah, I, yeah. I get the impression we might be building up to a triple threat between Santana and Ortiz and FDR. Oh, yes, please. Which I would love. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Should we uh, should we get to the rest of the world, mate? Let's spread our wings. Let's fly to the rest of the world. Let's talk about NWA. There's there's a few bits of NWA news here, actually. So I just had a pay-per-view. Indeed. Fightful Select reported NWA announced on their show that Kylie Ray had signed a new deal with the company, leading to many surprised people, as the last that they heard was she was under contract to Impact. PW Insider has also noted that the deal came together over the last few weeks, with the deal being hammered out in the last few days. Fightful reached out to Impact on Wednesday, but hadn't heard back. Many members of the Impact roster were surprised by the news and were not aware the deal had been made. Those that they'd spoken to feel no ill will towards Kylie Ray, however, but hadn't heard from her in months following her absence and were just glad to hear that she was okay. Absolutely. Um, they spoke to Kylie. Uh, they've been told, rather, uh, Kylie spoke to some members of the Impact roster this weekend and apologised for the absence uh, as she did to Impact itself. So, yeah, she took quite a while off for kind of mental health and stuff like that and it looked at one point she was just going to step away from wrestling entirely wasn't it yeah so she's really struggled with it um again first and foremost as long as she's okay that's the important thing for sure yeah um so she was obviously signed one of the first signings they made um really on their like second their uh, press conference they had where they announced like a lot more of the signings they obviously announced their Kenny Omega was a big one. Yeah. Um, best friends, Lucha Brothers, and for, from the women's division, Kylie Ray and um, Nyla Rose. All right. Uh, yeah, she she literally, like, after about a month or two in AEW, I think it was, or after, a month or two after Double or Nothing, she, um, she just left the company. Um, again, it was, I think it was cited as taking time away due to mental health problems. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then a few months later, she's shown up in Impact. And then again, similar thing happened. She was mm. about, she was literally, it sounded like they were going to put the women's title on it. And she, for whatever reason, um, decided that she needed, needed to take a break. Away, yeah. um, oh, man. Ho- hopefully, she's she's good in herself. She's an awesome wrestler. She's yeah. Really. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think. As far as NWA goes, it's a little bit of a smaller audience. Maybe there's like not as much pressure on her mm-hmm. to like not not to perform, but you know maybe there's not as much pressure on her to like kind of make her fans happy, um, and she can just go enjoy her wrestling. But again, as as I say, the, the the important thing from this is her mental health. Like as long as she's always all right, first and foremost, like. For whatever reason, what as long as she's all right, that's that's what matters. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But either, 
yeah, she's a, she's a great addition to NWA. Uh, some a company that have lost a lot of like big big names mm-hmm. in the last twelve months, and stand to possibly lose some more in the coming months. Yeah, or by the end of the year, she's a really good signing for them to have made. Um, Absolutely. I mean, they'll need all of the women's wrestlers they can get with this next well, little bit of news. <laughs> so on power this week. First of all, a massive shock debut in Mickey James, who's no compete clause is not up, but I suppose she's not really competing. She's not competing. She's Still though. Yeah. But I, I so I've I've seen a few a few bits about like the no compete clause in the past. I'm sure that's basically like they're getting paid for three months. So like gardening leave. Yeah. Yeah. So surely she could have, if she wanted, if she was like that desperate, she could have just waived that. Yeah. There's nothing really stopping her, is there? No. To just go, you know what? I'm not going to take that money. I'm going to just Fuck do it. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, NWA um, had Mickey James debut on this week's Power. Uh, Billy Corgan and Mickey made a massive announcement. Billy Corgan couldn't hide his excitement, buddy, Troy. I know. <laughs> Said he was bursting at the seams. Bursting at the seams. While being absolutely stone-faced. Stoic. <laughs> um, also, can I just say, just before, I still find it really weird that Billy Corgan owns NWA Press. Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Well, Billy Corgan almost owned Impact. Did he? He was, he was a co-owner for a while. Um, oh yeah, was this before they got bought out by Anthem? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was a co-owner for a while, and then the uh, there was a big legal dispute about it, and then he ended up buying the NWA. And he, to be fair to him, he's done a fucking awesome job in building mm. that company back up from the ground. Yeah, yeah, um, fair play. Yeah, uh, so he anyway he announced um, that there will be two, counting two pay per views on the twenty eighth and 29th of August. Um, both emanating from the Chase Ballroom in St. Louis, uh, which is like the historic, he called it the emotional the home. The emotional home, yeah. Of the NWA. Uh, I know there was a lot of like big, massive title changes for, for like the Harley race, Ric Flair mm-hmm. and the like there. Um, so anyway, onto the pay-per-views. Uh, the first one will be NWA's first ever women's, all women's pay-per-view and it will be called Empower. Awesome. Um, it will be executive produced by Mickey James because she said she she caught an amazing promo about this. Like, yeah, I as soon as she caught that promo, I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're probably going to do a watch along for it, aren't we? Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> that, it's a Saturday night. There's no reason why not to. Um, she said she's been pushing for this for a while, and she she every time she had done, she kind of been pushed back from it and pushed away and yeah. not allowed to. She'd spoke about it to WWE and she said, like, obviously when she got released, there was a, a litany of dream matches she could have on the indies if she wanted to. Yeah. And she said, but I want to produce the best women pay-per-view ever. So she's uh, going to be doing that. She said that it doesn't matter whether they're under contract to NWA or not. She's going to pursue as many people as she can. So expect names from Impact, from AEW, um, I imagine from like the likes of Ring of Honor, Mexico. Yeah, uh, she's, pre- she's probably she's probably going to try and get as many. And obviously, the world's starting to reopen a little bit, mm. uh, so she's going to try and get as many kind of like cool names. Uh, this dead, is like, going to be massive. 
yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know who she's going to get in. I imagine that in the coming weeks, we're going to be getting a lot of matches announced. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this led to NWA maybe um, just having an all-women show. Because they've got... What, is it like a, an actual TV show? Like an actual brand, yeah. Like, like a second show for them. Because hmm. the, to be honest, the power's only an hour. Yeah. Could even add, like, second hour of a women's thing. Yeah, they could just do just run, oh, shit. They, they could even just run two episodes of Power a week and have like a women's one and just yeah. one for general story like storylines, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it's a showcase for all the women's talent. Um, the other the other pay per view um, will be NWA seventy three, which is their seventy third anniversary show. Um, no news on what matches are in line for that yet, but I imagine there's probably going to be some big ones. Um, yes, and I know they've they've announced a national title tournament. Uh, I can't remember who the national champion is at the moment. I think it's the Pope, Elijah Burke. Yeah, is it? I don't know. No, no. It's, sorry, it's a. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not too sure who it is. Um, I'm having a look for you now. Hold tight. Yeah, I know. I know the people included. It's going to be. A, it's going to be a pair of triple threats, and then the final will be. Oh, sorry, it's going to be three triple threats, I think, and then the final's going to be a triple threat as well. Um, I know some of the people included in that are going to be Chris Adonis, uh, Tyrus, Paro. Uh, it's been vacated. It was Chris, Chris Adonis. It's oh, they vacated it. Yeah, oh, on 25th of May. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that'll, that'll be very, very good indeed. NWA is like one of the hidden gems of of a uh, wrestling at the moment, in my opinion, um, you've just you've just got to look at some of the names that have come out of that, and are now like prominent mm. other companies. Like, obviously, my favourite, Ricky Starks, top <laughs> guy, uh, Thunder Rosa is another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's still yeah. there. Um, oh, and still just a little fellow called L A Knight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on and sticking with NWA, <clears throat> Billy Corgan uh, appeared this past week on Chris Jericho's Talk Is Jericho podcast and said that NWA at one point was offered to WWE and they declined to purchase it. Oh, yeah. So this was before Billy bought it. Yeah, he said like so. Obviously, NWA is like a really old company mm-hmm. um, because they're having the seventy third anniversary show in August. Mental. Uh, and originally it was kind of like it well it's called the national wrestling alliance because it was basically all the territories had like mm-hmm. a stake in it. like it kind of like a they were kind of like a board of directors um, yeah. and he said that it was literally it got to the point where just one fella owned it and he just wanted to be rid of it um and wwe were offered it before he bought it which makes me think billy corgan probably didn't pay that much for it yeah and they and they said it wasn't a worthwhile investment to me, which wow. is insane. That's nuts. Um, even just for the history of getting the fucking belt. Yeah, man. Like some of those belts look like they're proper old school, but they look cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the TV title with like the red strap and like the sort of silver Quality. and red plate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, Sweet Charlotte, the world's the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship is fucking beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. North, even like the national or North American championship, whatever it is, it's it's like it. It's not the nicest looking belt, but it looks proper old school. Yeah. And same with same with the NWA women's title. It's not the nicest looking belt, but it looks old school as fuck. That's cool. Um, they're all pretty cool, man. Yeah, they're just they're just like a as I say, they're just like kind of like a, a slice of history. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, so the NWA women's one, they have the picture of the of the yes, champion in yeah, the middle, don't they? The in the middle of the champion. That's it. Um, but yeah, it's crazy that WWE wouldn't. Mad. They also, as well, I remember <clears> Billy Corgan saying a while ago, he, he had meetings with WWE about putting power on the network. No way. Yeah. And they, t- wow. they turned that down. That's absurd. And, you think like they could have they could have literally had like under their umbrella the the NWA. Yeah. And they could have like there's guys that they probably would have like bit the hand the hand off to sign now. I know Ricky Starks was offered the Ricky Starks was like, yeah, yeah. He was offered the job by WWE based on his fucking AEW uh, which it, it turned up being his trials, his match with Cody where yeah. he put Cody to the limit and he looked he looked like an absolute fucking megastar doing it. They had Ricky Starks on WWE TV years and years and years Ryback ago. Ryback slapped the shit Ryback. out of him. Yeah. <laughs> Scumbag. Scumbag. <laughs> yeah. No, he's the big star. Not you, Ryback, you blade. Um, <laughs> just retire. <laughs> just retire, Ryback. Retire back. Um, anyway, speaking of um, mega stars and Ooh. vacant belts, top, top, Top lad, <laughs> the top of lads, the the dragon daddy himself, um, <laughs> defeated Kazuchika Okada for the vacant IWGP World Heavyweight Championship at Dominion on Monday. His next challenge is going to be former champion Kota Ibushi. Wow, who beat, damn! Who beat Jeff Cobb in an absolute slugfest? Apparently, I still that, feel, I, that feels I still like something I need to watch. That feels like yeah, something I'd really I, enjoy. It, it is on New Japan World. I've just not got got round to watching it yet. Yeah. Um, but apparently, uh, apparently this match was amazing. Shingo's having like the fucking when, when you think how like Shingo's been around for so fucking long, mm. and some of the feuds he's had, and like he's having his career year now. It's like that's that's it's insane. Well, like, he, he had, was it Wrestle Kingdom? We watched? was it him and Jeff Cobb for the was it the Neverweight? Yeah. Open? Yeah, never yeah. open weight, and then yeah. a month later he fucking. Had one of the matches, match of the year contenders with Tanahashi for it. Damn. And then he's he's had two match of the year contenders with a with a car there. Every time him and Will Ospreay get in the ring, they fucking create like an instant classic. Yeah, yeah. I I, I really hope that Shingo holds his belt for a while. I feel mm. like it's well deserved. Very much deserved. Fucking awesome. Ring of Honor have just put him uh, as well. Uh, for anyone who wants to see some old school Shingo. They've just put a little match that I didn't know happened, which is a bit of a dream match. A little bit of a dream match. <laughs> Go versus Roderick Strong. What? Yeah, yeah. Get 15 out. 15-minute Shingo versus Roderick Strong match on Ring of Honor's YouTube. Went up yesterday. I didn't know I needed that. <laughs> yeah. He's obviously, he obviously had matches with Brody Lee as well. He had like a fucking series with Pac and Dragon Gate. Um, one of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, that's He's awesome. so good. So good. Yeah. Top, top, top lad. Moving yeah. on. Speaking of top lads, Matt Cardona. 
<laughs> Mr. GCW himself. Mr. GCW. <laughs> Fightful reported that Matt Cardona's attack this past week on Nick Gage blew up Sunday, with hype being built for an eventual match between the two. The finish of that saw Matt Cardona dress as a uh, druid, emulating John Moxley's mannerisms before doing a paradigm shift and then revealing his identity to the crowd who absolutely shat on it. Uh, Fightful learned that Cardona was in full gimmick throughout the whole time backstage to prevent word from getting out and the spot was only known by a select few people. I bet he was basting like a turkey underneath that. Mate, have you... Like, I mean, I don't know. Um, America's very good with their air conditioning. It's not like the UK where... We don't. We we haven't figured out the science of air conditioning. Or if we don't like, need it. It barely gets above twenty here. You say well, that. I say that. This week's been horrible. Week. Sunday's I, meant to be thirty plus. <laughs> every every year, I think just get air conditioning in the house, and it's going to be fine. <laughs> and every year, it's like, nah, Britain, we don't need it. And then don't every worry year, about it. It gets to June, and I'm literally like drowning in my own fucking sweat like why didn't i get it <laughs> get it in winter when it's cheap it'd be fucking sound that's it <laughs> yeah. um no th this was a very cool moment um there's not been many moments like that where the wrestling world's been like collectively going oh my god what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah and it, it they've to be fair they've done a lot of really clever marketing for this match already mm, on yeah. their twitter with like Matt Cardona put like brought out a um a major brothers wrestling figure podcast t-shirt which said MDK on it. Put in like <laughs> yellow and purple writing and Nick Nick Gage <laughs> obviously took exception to that. <laughs> and just, just send them these like fucking tweets saying, like, oh, come on, just, just just let's have a fight. Come on, let's have a fight. And he's like, Come on, boy. <laughs> I'll give you my phone number, just call me, stop tweeting me shit. Um and <laughs> Obviously, as well, Zack Ryder. Oh, sorry, Macardona took his hood off. Everyone thought it was Mox, so they got excited, and then they got Zack Ryder, and they were chatting fuck Zack Ryder to him. Wow. He was, he was holding up the uh, Long Island thing, but instead of doing it like that, he was doing it like that. <laughs> with, with his middle finger instead of his index finger for people who, who did can't see what I'm doing there. Um, <laughs> and he, he was just going, fuck you. You're really happy to see me. <laughs> and just healing it up. I am. I never knew I needed this match until we're, we're getting it. And he's probably going to end up looking like Jackson Riker after it, isn't he? Now that Jackson Riker's cut his hair and beard. <laughs> Jack Riker. Um, Jack Riker. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll. Uh, that should be fun. That should be fun. He's probably going to die. Yeah. Nick Gage is probably going to do an actual murder. He's going to do him. an actual murder. <laughs> but, you know what? He, the, the thing is, though, like with Matt Cardona, is he seems like really up for doing like that kind of thing. Yeah, man. He, he, seem, he seems like when when he um, when he left WWE, he seemed like really kind of open to the idea of doing things that people like outside of his comfort zone. Obviously, yeah. he's shown up in AEW for a cup of coffee. And then he fucked off the impact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's been doing he's been doing a few more different things to what he normally do in impact. But yeah, yeah he, this is like the fucking oh my god. What this are you is doing? like a whoa. Sorry, what are you doing? But <laughs> yeah, I, I think Nick Gage as well. Like he's really kind of benefited from that dark side of the ring because people want to like mm. work with him. Yeah, and, yeah. Put a I lot mean, more eyes on him that he definitely didn't have before. And yeah, 
yeah, I mean, I didn't know too much about him before. Um, but I'm, yeah, certainly the documentary helped. I'm very excited to see John Moxley versus Nick Gage when it does happen. Jesus wept. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath. It's going to be fucking mental, but it's going to be great. <laughs> John Moxley seems like genuinely excited to do it as well. Though. Yeah, that's yeah. A, like that's the cool thing. Like John Moxley's like because from from like John Moxley doing that, it's also like making us realise, yeah, John Moxley is like one of the biggest guys in the world right now. That's yeah. all the rest of the oh yeah, absolutely. And the amount of eyes he's putting on that product's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of a product that's going to be getting a lot of extra eyes, oh, child. Uh, the MLW draft round four and a major announcement was made in regards to their first show back, which I'm definitely watching. Um, so first off, round four of the draft, they announced two returning stars, one new star, uh, Calvin Tankman, who he is a tank man. Um, <laughs> he's a big lad, um, but he's fucking awesome. Mm. Um, give, give me kind of a... Um, Reminds me a bit of like someone like Keith Lee, like a big guy you can move. Okay. Um, he's awesome. Uh, also, Mads Kruger, who... Oh, Calvin Tankman's an f- absolute horse. He's a big lad, isn't he? Good grief. It, his, his finish is just like a, uh, that fucking pile driver Ricky she used to do as well. Jesus wept. <laughs> he, did, he, did, he, did it, he did it to Jacob Fatu a couple of weeks ago. It was fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got that that little hoss fight um, but yeah he's awesome wow. and he's he's very young as well so yeah, yeah. time's on his side um, Mads Kruger from Contra Units this was no real big surprise yeah. he's a guy who was brought in just to kind of be like a sort of uh, um, sort of stepping stone for Alex Alex here, Hammerstone because they were waiting to do Hammerstone versus Jacob Fatu um, in front of fans and this is kind of, he was like a nice way to do it but he ended up getting really over Sorry. Uh, from, and uh, the new newest addition to Azteca Underground, Aries, who is trained by um, Blue Demon Junior. He's not someone I'm familiar with, but from the little kind of sizzle reel he did for him, he looks very exciting. Like a lot, of, like a lot of these luchadors are bringing in for uh, Azteca Underground. I think that was the cool thing about Lucha Underground in the beginning was that it was a lot of guys you weren't familiar with. Yeah that you were then going, why don't I know who this is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you've got like guys like Santos Escobar, for example, who's like mm-hmm. fucking, uh, on the brink of becoming a huge star. Mm-hmm. And Mega any, star, yeah. Any day now. Yeah. Um, and he was like just King Cuerno putting people down and <laughs> murdering them with fucking nasty little moves. Um, <laughs> fat and drives. Um, <laughs> the other thing that, the other return MLW announced, which... I am so excited for this. Yeah, is the Battle Riot. If you don't know what the Battle Riot is, it's a 40-man Royal Rumble-style match. Um, however, there are no rules, so it's basically a street fight as well. Oh, what? Yeah, so like it, it's it's like a it's like the 2001 Royal Rumble where there was the a hardcore Rumble. In it. Yeah. Yes, boy. So they, they're gonna there's gonna be like kendo sticks, tables. Probably thumbtacks, all kind. <laughs> it, there's no basically. It's a it's it's a real rumble match, but there's no rules. The only way to get out eliminated is to get thrown over the top rope. Amazing. Uh, 40, Forty man, and the first entrance is Alex Hammerstone because he, it's the only way uh, that Joseph Samael will allow him access to Jacob Fatu. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think he's going to come in number one, and he's going to win the whole fucking thing because Why? he's a. His castle made out of meat. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, I, that I'm, sounds I'm be, like a lot of fun. A battle I'm going to be watching that. Cool. I think we should do a little watch along for that because it's on like a Wednesday. It's on like a Wednesday night, but it's on YouTube. So okay, we could possibly even do it like the day after, like the evening. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I'll be up for that. Yes, boy. Shit. Put it in your diaries. 10th of so, July. 10th of July. All right, then. Uh, penultimate bit of news this week. Leo Rush announced on his Instagram that he is retiring from professional wrestling. He suffered uh, an undisclosed shoulder uh, or arm injury during his uh, debut on AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view last weekend. He said that he will fulfill his contractual obligations for New Japan once he's fully healed. But after that, he is done with wrestling. I mean, didn't he say he was retired after he left WWE? He literally said he was retiring after he left WWE. Then he's shown up two months later. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he kind of, to be fair, he put like a massive statement out. He cited mm. like mental health issues and uh, because he was, well, not, well, no, no, sorry. He, did, he, did, he said, he said he was suffering from like a lot of like depression because of the fact that he hurt his shoulder and he couldn't hold couldn't lift his child. Yeah, that's that's, um, fair. that's fair. And he wanted to be a father first and a wrestler second. I I genuinely don't think it's the end for Leo Rush. No, I think he's still young, isn't he? He's, he's only he's only twenty six. Is that it? Yeah, it could be. Wow. He could even be younger. I'm just so looking it up he, now. They've been they've been wrestling for seven years, and he's been 26. wrestling for seven, 26. Born in 1994. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's got obligations with New Japan. I I imagine he's probably going to get bitten by the bug when he comes back. <laughs> um, Even like stuff like his uh, Blackheart character, which is like his version of the demon. Which That's cool. That's really so cool. Good. Yeah. And he was doing like viral videos of it to like tease it coming back um, as recently as like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he, he did also say he's going in for surgery today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I think he's, I think he broke his collarbone or something by the look thing, the picture he put out. Um, but yeah, as, as I say, hopefully whatever on, on a similar sentence to what I was saying about Kylie Ray before whatever's best for him is the most important of course yeah that's yeah. that's what's important as yeah. as selfishly as I can say I can't believe Leo Rush is retiring such a good wrestler I wanted to see him wrestle more <laughs> if if he's not feeling it if he needs to take time away of course of course that's the important thing yeah yeah um, speaking of things that have took time away and are soon to be back not long at all <laughs> Uh, two wrestling promotions that are very near and dear to my heart and hopefully after we do a few more watch-alongs will be near and dear to more people's hearts uh, <laughs> are returning uh, OTT Wrestling in Ireland has got their first show back with fans apparently uh, awesome. July the 18th um, no one's been announced for the show but on the poster they had um, Session Moth Martina Mark Haskins um, nice. Kings of the North and there was someone else who's quite prominent there, but I can't remember who it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kings of the North, awesome tag team. Glad to see them back. Also, really nice fellas. Spoke to spoke to them at a, a TNT show. Yeah, my local promotion. Good, good lads. Good, funny lads. Um, awesome. 
And also, this is the one that's really got me excited. Um, PWG revealed on their Twitter last night. They hadn't PWG hadn't been active on their Twitter, by the way, for almost a year. Really? Yeah. They they had been fucking full radio silence for almost a year. Bloody hell. Um, and then out of nowhere last night, they just put T T minus one hour and ten minutes or something like that. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what's, what's happening? <laughs> it's happening!" And, <laughs> and then they announced that they will return on August the first. Um, yes, boy. What's What's very interesting about that is a lot of their guys that they usually would use are elsewhere now, like Jeff Cobb, oh, yeah. Japan, yeah. Bandidos, and Ring of Honor. But I mean, Ring of Honor guys, guys in Japan generally show up. Um, yeah. Excalibur is one of the co-owners of it, and obviously he's very busy with AEW at the moment. That's the point, yeah. Um, Where are PWG based in the states? They're based in Southern California, so oh, okay, so quite it, far away from Florida. I yeah, see but then, like Excalibur. But then um, you see, like uh, on BT, like Excalibur, the books, Brandon Cutler, SEU, um Brian Cage, Will Hobbs, a couple of others all like kind of get like the same flight from California to Jacksonville for the tapings. Oh, okay, okay. Because they, they usually tape they usually tape AW anyway, like in well, un- before until they start touring again, while they've been in Daisy's place, they usually tape like two or three weeks worth of TV. Ah, up. right, right, fair enough. Okay. Um but yeah, like a, a lot of a lot of people who are kind of around that company are Within AEW, you know, even like, even like the books we're talking about doing like one more show in PWG, um, at some point, and then that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to see what they've got when they come back. They've they uh, seem to be showcasing a lot of very cool talents. Obviously, um, the the big one is um the battle of los angeles which is their massive tournament they do which is it's very influential it usually ends up um usually ends up kind of like highlighting who the next big star is going to be in right 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 right. the last i think the last person to win it was jeff cobb oh really does it just as kind of like a sort of this is it i know ricochet's won it before osprey's won it um there's quite a lot of big names who won it. They usually do that around September, so I am I imagine I imagine this is why they're gonna be doing this um mm. around that time. But yeah. Awesome. Very exciting stuff, man. Back. Fuck yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah. If Super Dragon comes back, I'm losing my shit. <laughs> Start cycle driver and people left, right, and center. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That was the final bit of news. Nice bit of nice bit of me getting excited about PWG being back. Um, <laughs> That's a big wait. old episode, that. Yes, big boy. old episode of news. Loads of news. Loads of good talking points. Yeah, man. Give us a yeah. shout on social media if you think we missed anything or if you want to talk more in depth about any of the news points that we raised and discussed and spoke about today. You can find us on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod and you can get us on Discord at Untitled Wrestling Pod, or if you fancy, Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We usually do a lot of discussion on our uh, Discord. We do. We do indeed. 
That was the big, sexy, sexy, stupid news. Sexiest actionist of news. Sexiest we have. action news. See stupid you next week, news. you sexy bastards. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.